Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I have spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you're diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica. Your host, Erica, here, and this time we have a new guest. Her name's Lauren. Lauren is a human design reader from the Gold Coast of Australia who started her business, Living in Flow Human Design, over a year ago. I personally have worked with Lauren. She's amazing. I love human design, so I wanted to have her hop on and tell us all about it. Lauren, can you just tell us a a little bit about yourself and how you got into being a human design reader? Yes, of course. Hello, everybody. So as Erica said, my name is Lauren. I live in Australia, um, and I actually discovered human design um, a few years ago when I was living overseas. I was actually working on super yachts over in Europe, and we were in lockdown, and um, you know I had a lot of time on my hands, and I kept hearing this human design word pop up on so many different podcasts that I was listening to, and I just thought, what is this thing? So, you know, as, uh, as most people who jump on the human design bandwagon do, uh, I kind of dove down the rabbit hole and discovered this incredible system um, that just really helped me make sense of who I am and how I was supposed to operate. Um, it was at a point of my life where I was feeling a little bit lost. I was feeling like I was kind of giving away my power. I was really recognizing the parts of myself that were Um, people-pleasing and putting everybody else before myself and I guess feeling a little bit of shame and guilt around who I was Um, and you know it it sort of yeah led me down this path I've always been really interested in obviously things like astrology um, you know all that kind of spiritual fun woo-woo stuff Um, and this was the first sort of thing that I discovered that really just made sense and it made sense in a way that it was Um, I guess something, you know, like astrology and everything um, I love, but it just made it more like a practical system that I could really grasp and really understand. So after my first reading, I then decided to study it. I studied it with um, Jenna Zoe from My Human Design, um, and the rest is kind of history. Very cool. I know. I also went down the human design rabbit hole. I'm someone that's been so interested in all those different like personality typings like Enneagram and astrology. But for some reason, human design is just different. I felt like it's something I could actually apply to my life and doing so has helped me a ton. So can you explain what exactly is human design for those who don't know? Absolutely. So at the, at the basic level of human design, it's just, it's this logical system that brings people together, sorry, brings together these different principles. 
um, of something called the I Ching. It, it has astrology, um, the Kaplabar, Hindu Brahim, um, the chakra system, and quantum physics. So there's all these different modalities that come together to create your human design chart. Um, it's also referred to as a body graph. If you have seen, um, if you have looked up your human design chart, you'll see this like weird looking figure that has all these different shapes with different lines coming out in different numbers and it looks a little bit like hieroglyphics or something. But I kind of think of it as like a circuitry system, right? Where all energy um, and each of those centers represent an energy. Um, and I kind of think of it as like the, like, you know, a, a moving car, right? Like it's like got all these different parts to it. You've got your engine in there. You've got all these different systems talking to one another. Um, and it basically um, is formulated by calculating your birth time um, and the place that you were born. Um, and it reveals this, this unique human design chart. Something that's really interesting about human design as well is that no two people will ever have the same chart. So you could be born on the same time and same same place, same date, all of those things, but there will still be differences in each and every person's chart, which is what I love so much about it. It's like, this is uniquely for you. Um, and it really like aims to bring you back to your uniqueness and who you were always designed to be. Um, I guess on the most like practical level, human design sort of shows you where and how to access your body's consciousness um, as a decision-making tool because, you know, we've been conditioned to, to operate that we make decisions from our mind, but human design brings you back to your body's inner knowing, right? It's so empowering when you come back to that as well. Um, and ultimately, it's, it's there to sort of, you know, show you how to live as your true unique self. Um, I kind of think of it as like human design offering you like a map or a manual that indicates, you know, how you are unique as a person. Um, it can guide you in living in a manner that is in sync with who you are because, you know, when we live in alignment with our true nature, we begin to experience a level of comfort and acceptance for who we are instead of chasing who we are not. Um, and we're sort of able to live out our real purpose in the world. You know, it's not this old narrative of like, this is who you're meant to be because your parents told you that that's how you should be. This is not how, you know, your teachers rate, you know, taught you how to be your friends, your ex partners, any sort of influential person in your life without meaning to that they've tried to shape you into this certain human being, but human design brings you back to how you were actually always meant to be. Um, one of my favorite quotes from Jenna Zoe from human Des my human design, um, who I did my studies with, she sort of says, you know, each and every individual is born with a design that is perfect for them. No one is broken. And yet we run around trying to fill up the open places and seek to be what we are not. Um, we all have our own mythology and purpose that we are designed to live out. Our own natural gifts and magic we are here to bring to the world. These will unfold naturally when we are aligned with our mechanics. And I feel like that literally summarizes it up so much. It really does. I love that. Can you explain how it's a little different than astrology? Absolutely. So as I said before, obviously, um, you know, there's so many different modalities that make up what human design is. So while astrology yeah. and human design are, you know, complementary modalities, um, I guess in the fact yeah. that they both offer um, insight into parts of your personality, um, your being, and like your places of growth. 
Human design just seems to offer some more like grounded and practical action steps when it comes to like mm -hmm. daily decision making. Um, you know, while astrology sort of takes a, a slightly more like symbolic approach and a little bit, it can like astrology can sound a little bit whimsical and a little bit woohoo. And, and I love that. I love that about astrology. Um, but, you know, it's sort of it's it's linked in 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 the fact that, you know, when you generate your human design chart, obviously the planets that are in alignment at your time of birth help to make up what your human design chart is. But, mm -hmm. you know, other modalities may also sort of like provide a more generalized, like one size fits all explanation of who you are. But I just feel like human design reading, it's sort of tailored to each individual. It's not like, okay, well, I'm a Scorpio. So, you know, you're these things, you're these characteristics, or you're a Capricorn and you're these things. Like, it's like much more personal than that, I feel. No, I so agree. And it's interesting because, I mean, we're going to go into this, but there's the four different energy types, if I'm remembering correctly, but then there's so many different components actually where, <laughs> oh, there's five. See, this is why you're the expert and I'm not. And that's what's crazy, though. There's all these different things that you can learn about yourself, but there's so many different components of the chart and each shows you a different aspect of yourself, I feel like. And helps you understand yourself better because I'm a Sagittarius and I have a lot of the Sagittarius qualities and I know that you can go very deep into astrology, but it still felt felt a little general, like at least the basic stuff I learned. But even just knowing a snippet of my human design chart helped me a lot, like to understand myself better. Can you talk about the different energy types a little bit? Absolutely. Um, they say in human design, if you can really grasp what it means to be your energy type. Obviously, there's so many different moving parts within your unique system, but mm -hmm. um, you've got manifestors, manifesting generators, which I know you are. Um, we've got yes. the generators, we've got reflectors, and we've got projectors. So they all differ vastly. Um, manifestors are really these sort of trailblazers we don't need to so obviously you've got as well your um your strategy and you've got your authority so the way that mm -hmm. you're you know designed to make your decisions so for manifestors we really just go out and trailblaze we don't need to wait for the invitation like projectors do we don't need to wait for our gut instinct to kick in like generators do we kind of just inform that's our strategy is to inform this is what i'm doing i'm going to go and do that thing and it's not asking for permission it's just informing whoever needs to know, like I'm going on this journey and whoever wants to jump on board with that can and whoever doesn't, whoever doesn't feel like that's energetically right for them, they don't have to jump on board either. We kind of have a bit of a repelling um, energy about us manifestors. You know, we'll either bring in or draw in the people that are meant to be around us or we'll repel them. And I'm telling you now as a manifester, mm -hmm. as a child, that really kind of showed up a lot as, as rejection. It felt a little bit like why don't you like me? Like, why don't you want to be my friend? But really it's like the universe is, um, you know, sifting mechanism. It's just, it's ensuring that the energy around you is, is the right energy for you. Um, projectors are a really beautiful one because projectors have this incredible way of seeing into people, seeing into systems, seeing into others the way that we can't. They have this beautiful, unique perspective about them. They're incredibly wise. 
Um, but for projectors, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. So, you know, they really need to be recognized for their brilliance, for then someone to recognize them enough to then go up to them and be like, hey, like, I'd really love your perspective on how I could run my business better. Like, I've just seen that you're doing this, these things and I'm really inspired by it. Like, could you give me your insight into how you feel I could do something better in my business, right? And for a projector, that is so magnetizing. It's like, oh my gosh, like they recognize yeah. me. Um, I'm not having to prove myself. You know, they're coming to me for that. Um, I guess the incorrect mm -hmm. use of a projector's design type would be like, offering unsolicited advice you know I love my dad more than anything yeah. but he is a prime example of that as a projector he's like you know just my opinion when I haven't actually asked for it and I don't <laughs> even have an opportunity to say like no like I don't have an opportunity to say yes I'd love to hear your perspective or no I think I'm good I'd love to figure this out for myself right now and you know he's my dad he just he just wants the best for yeah. me and he loves me but him I can see you know we have things in human design called your not self theme so when you're not living by your design for projectors if you're not waiting for the invitation if you're sharing your beautiful unique wisdom basically on deaf ears because that person hasn't even invited you to share that with them they just feel frustrated like why won't you yeah. listen to me like I have this amazing perspective you know listen to me so that's kind of like a little bit of an insight to projectors and how like they can use their energy type correctly and how maybe to not use it. But, you know, my dad's like in his seventies, it's a little bit hard for him to unlearn that, that trait in him. And I just try to like, you know, be compassionate with him about that. Generators are amazing. I feel like as a manifesto, you know, we don't always have consistent energy. We can't always finish what we start, mm -hmm. which can be frustrating in a world where you feel like, you know, you've got to start what you finish and you've got to hustle and sacrifice and make things happen. But, you know, we just don't yeah. operate that way. And that's something that, you know, I have to accept about myself. But pull in some generators or some manifesting generators into my field. And I am absolutely able to follow through with things because generators are really like pure life force in motion. So they have like a really attractive aura about themselves. They're here to sort of create things, lift others up, they're here to share, they're here to magnetize. Um, when, a, when a generator is really lit up by what they're doing, they're like, they just go and go and go. They have this untapped energy. It's very enviable. Um, but it's also magnetic for the rest of us. So, yeah. you know, their decision-making mechanism is all about if it's not a hell yes, it should be a hell no. So saying yes to the things that light them up and saying no or no for right now if mm -hmm. it's like a maybe or like a no you know um and honoring that about themselves because i feel like i mean i'd love to hear your perspective on this too i feel like in society when we go after what we desire it's almost like that's like a selfish thing to do have you yeah. have you experienced that before where it's like yeah, yeah. I definitely have especially i would say yep. even just with like this podcast and starting coaching because some people are like, what are you doing? You have a good, solid corporate career. You know, why are you pursuing these other things? And I know we're going to talk about manifesting generators. That's very common for us. But we also have that generator side where I like to pursue what I like to per pursue. And I like to explore different things. And um, I've learned to become a bit unapologetic about it. But society doesn't always love that. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely have experienced that in my life exactly. for sure. Yeah. Well, that's like a beautiful segue into manifesting generators. I, you know, every single design 
type and energy type in human design is absolutely perfect. You know, whoever you've been designed to be is absolutely perfect. There's no point sitting back as a projector who, you know, feels like, oh, I just want to like go out and share my wisdom, but no one's recognizing me. There's no point them wishing that they could be someone like a manifesting generator who you guys are created to similar with, um, with generators, you are a beautiful mix of manifestors and generators, right? So, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got this ability to initiate like a manifestor and go out and just like start lots of different things. Um, but then you've got the generator energy behind you as well that can help you see things through basically. Um, you're kind of here to show us that life does not have to be so linear which is so beautiful because, you know, that old narrative of like, okay, you go to school and you graduate and then, you know, maybe you go to uni or, you know, you get into this job and this job field and then maybe you get married and you have kids and then you get the house and it's like you're still in that job for the rest of your life and that's it. It's like, well, that's like, you know, what if you hate that job? What if that job doesn't light you up anymore, right? Manifesting generators are able to wear many different hats. You guys are able to do mm-hmm. so many different projects at the same time. I would I would sort of say you guys are the ultimate like multitaskers. Now, what I will say on that and what I've obviously said to you, Erica, in your reading was mm-hmm. you are very capable and we understand that and we know that, but, you know, you appear very capable because you are, but just because you can do a million things at once it doesn't mean that you have to. It's kind of like don't yeah. be capable for the sake of being capable. Um, you know, wear the hats that you want to want to wear. And I always think about, and I love using this example because who doesn't know who Tony Robbins is? Like if you're in the mm-hmm. personal, personal development world or in this world basically and you don't know yeah. who Tony Robbins is, you need to check yourself. But he is also a manifesting generator, right? So imagine if someone yeah. said to Tony Robbins, okay, so all you're going to be is a, um, you know, self-help book author. You're just going to write books about self-help. And that's all he did. He, I think uh, the last time I checked, he runs 113 companies. It's all around the same sort of ideal of helping people, wellness, you know, like helping people mind, body and soul financially. He's in the business of you know, expanding people beyond their belief, right? So Mm -hmm. it's what lights him up. Obviously, I'm sure he's got a lot of uh, other people helping him run those 113 companies, right? We can still outsource. We're not not meant to just do life by ourselves, right, with our own energy type. We need energy from other people, right? It's a beautiful energy exchange. But, um, you know, for him, it's like he's doing what lights him up. He's doing lots of different sort of... um, businesses and he's able to express himself in so many different ways so that's kind of really what manifesting generators are all about now reflectors they are they make up one percent of the population so they are very very rare which is odd because i have done about i think i've done about four or five readings for for reflectors i always get really excited because they're very few and far between um, yeah. And what makes reflectors unique and incredible is that when you generate your human design chart, you can do that on my human design or you can do it on, on Bodygraph or Jovial, any of those places. I'm sure Erica can put them in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But 
you'll see that within your system, there's all those energy centers and some of them will be colored in and some of them will not be. Some of them will be white, meaning they're open. So when they're colored in, it means they're defined. And when they're white, it means they're open. So reflectors are the only energy type that have all energy centers open and white. They have no definition in their chart in terms of the energy center. So they may have gates, the numbers colored in. They might have, might have some of those mm -hmm. defined. They might have some channels coming up with that. And that gives them like a, a deeper understanding of, you know, what drives them within their chart. But ultimately they are very open people. Um, they are absorbing energy from the outside world, from all their interactions. And as their name, you know, attests to, they are reflecting that yeah. back out to us. So they are the ultimate mirror for us. Um, and it's really important for reflectors to ensure that they are immersing themselves in an environment that feels supportive for their energy, right? So they don't want to be yeah. like absorbing energy from an environment that feels negative and yucky and gross and sticky and, you know, just all like, you know, just not a place that they want to be and they don't want to be around people that, you know, don't reflect back out the good energy in them. Obviously, they're going to be reflecting a lot of things because, you know, there's there's good and bad for everybody, but they have to wait for a full lunar cycle as their decision-making mechanism. So they have to wait the 28 days or 29 days, I think it might be, for a full lunar cycle to make the big decisions in their life. So they are like the old, their journey is all about patience, you know, and they're, they're all about, I guess, deconditioning themselves constantly from the outside information that they're absorbing. So they're a super unique um, energy type, um, very important to our whole human design, you know, experience. But yeah. yeah, it's a very interesting one to navigate, I imagine. That is, I can only imagine what it's like being a reflector in today's world when there's so much, like mm -hmm. so many different energies and emotions and opinions and thoughts and like, especially in the go, go, go mindset we all have, needing that time to reflect and make decisions, that's gotta be, it's gotta be a bit difficult, at least for the manifesting generator in me. I'm like, I cannot imagine that. <laughs> I don't know if it comes a little more naturally <laughs> for reflectors, but that but is wild. So. It's beautiful for them as well, though, because, you know, yeah. I was going to say it's beautiful for reflectors, like to have reflectors around because, you know, in, in a society where we are go, 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 and we're all trying to tick off things off our to-do lists and we're trying to just make things happen and go out there and, you know, really make something of ourselves, I feel like reflectors really reflect back to us the permission to slow down mm -hmm. and that, you know, we don't have to just like reactively make decisions. We can, you know, it's energetically okay for each um, energy type and human design to allow themselves enough time energetically for them to become clear on things, you know, so that they don't like rush into um, big decisions in their life, like using your decision-making mechanism. I know that was going to be one of our, our next questions, but using your yeah. decision-making mechanism appropriately is, you know, all about honoring that, that body's inner knowing and giving it the time it needs instead of saying yes to something that you haven't even really felt into and then you find yourself that you're not in the, in the place that you, you wanted to be in. Yeah, so I can see how all this is definitely helpful to know why you should know your design chart. Can you talk a little bit more about the different aspects of your chart that you should know when you're taking a look at it? 
Absolutely. So like I said before, you know, you've got your four energy types. Grasping those energy types is really, um, you know, if you can kind of do that, the rest of the components of your chart should follow, right? So if you're embracing what it means yeah. to be a manifester, a manifesting generator, you then look at your strategy. So, you know, to inform, wait for the invitation, um, you know, like listen to your gut, wait for the full lunar cycle, all of these different sort of um strategies to use that then you are able to use your decision making mechanism or your authority in human design so your authority um, really brings you back to not making decisions from your mind because our mind's job isn't to make decisions our mind's job is to gather information um, it's like a file fax I kind of I kind of think like you know it's getting all this information we're constantly absorbing information from the outside world it's sorting through that information and your mind can make a pros and cons list for anything so is that really a reliable mm -hmm. source of making really good decisions in your life you know so your mind plays it plays mm -hmm. a role but really human design brings you back to your body's inner knowing and so we've got for me I'm an emotional authority so you know, I need to feel into the highs and the lows of my emotions and remembering that emotions are neither good nor bad. They just are um, their energy. So, you know, the less we attach to those emotions and the more we just allow them to move through us, the less resistance and, and you know, sort of struggle that we'll, we'll feel. But in terms of using that in making a decision, so feeling into the highs and the lows of that decision and then waiting until I'm sort of cool, calm and collected to make that decision so I feel neither peaked or at the pit of that decision you know if someone says you're moving to Paris I'm like yes I love Paris I'm gonna go eat croissants and drink champagne under the Eiffel Tower and I've said yes before I've even felt into what the low of that might be which is like oh my god I could get kidnapped yeah. like on that movie taken or so you know like whatever the, whatever the example is but <laughs> waiting until you're sort of cool, <laughs> cool calm and collected and making a decision from that place I did not mm -hmm. used to do that I used to just say yes to everyone yeah. and people please and then I'd find myself saying yes to going to all these different events or doing these things and it would come to the day and I would have to think of excuses of why I, why I couldn't go you know and it just caused me way more stress and anxiety yeah. doing that had I not just said can I let you know how I feel on the day so that small like yeah. saying has literally transformed my life and that's like just a little snippet of how human design can help you um just feel less anxiety and stress in your life um seriously you've got your sacral authority mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry which is me <laughs> i am a sacral <laughs> i'm pretty sure yes you have your sacral authority so you know your sacral authority is really like the saying listen to your gut or having a gut instinct is really you know what the sacral is mm -hmm. all about so sacral authority will sort of give you a clear-cut decision based on your excitement level so if you're physically pulled towards something, if you feel so excited by it, you know that's a yes. You know, I kind of say, like I've said before, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Um, and, you mm -hmm. know, using a sacral authority, it's about like, you know, the universe is your personal shopper and you're in the changing rooms and they're saying, do you like this shirt? And you're like, yes. And do you like these shoes? No. And that's kind of how that sacral authority can work for you. It's... um. It's about saying yes or no, like not bursting out into the, the shop and trying to like rummage through finding what you need. It's about trusting that the universe will bring to you what is meant for you and your job is to respond. That's your strategy, which you've, you've kind of got experience with. 
I do. I do indeed. I know uh, I started asking less open-ended questions or having, if I could, having people ask me less open-ended questions because I just do better with a yes or no, if possible. You know, like I struggle with a, for example, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) But if someone's like, do you want sushi for dinner? I'm like, yes. You know what I mean? Versus like, I can tell right away whether I do or don't want it, but when it's open-ended, I'm like, oh, too many options. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. So Exactly. And like I said to you in your reading, it's about like yes or no questions and this or that, mm-hmm. you know, do you want coffee or do you want tea? Like, do you want pasta or do you want sushi? And that really mm-hmm. helps you kind of connect to that sacral center and start using it in that way. Now, with someone that has a splenic authority, so their spleen is defined, spleen energy center is defined. So the spleens, all the spleen cares about is survival. So if you think splenic, you think survival mode. So someone that has a splenic authority, it's like an instant voice that speaks to you in the moment. It's the only authority that will speak to you in the moment. The rest, it can be like a little bit delayed, but this one is in the moment. Um, and mm. only once, so you better you better get connected to it and you better listen to it, um, that you can't always sort of make sense of as well, which can be a bit frustrating. But, you know, an example would be like someone with a splenic authority, they're going for, a, uh, you know, an afternoon stroll. Their splenic authority might kick in and be like, don't go down that, that path. Like something in them is just saying like, don't go down that path. It's this real like instinct knowing um, instead of like, a gut feeling it's like a real like I kind of think about it like you know how women have that like sort of sixth sense and that that instinct you know yeah um but for splenic authorities it really is it's this like one-time voice in the moment it will tell you so listening to that is super important um someone who has an ego authority so that's really all about if you sort of selfishly want it or not and when I say the word selfishly I don't mean that in like a negative connotation right it's like if you mm-hmm. want something then then you want it and that's okay right if you don't want yeah. something then you don't want it there's nothing wrong with honoring those desires so that's what having an ego authority is kind of all about um someone who has a g-center authority this is only for projectors g-center authorities so um they they gain like clarity when they share their thoughts with others so when they hear their voice and when they sort of um speak about something, um, you know, their their thoughts with somebody else, listening to the excitement in their voice, whether it's something that they really like or something that they don't. And you can tell when someone speaks about something and they're excited and their voice is like high pitched and oh my gosh, and they're talking really quickly. Or if they're a bit like, oh, you know, this is kind of happening like that. You can really tell like that feedback for them is really important because the G center is all about direction and the love of things. Mm -hmm. So, um, listening to that feedback when they're able to share their thoughts with other people um, and they're not sharing them for approval or for someone's opinion they're sharing it so that they can hear their own voice and they can hear their own excitement Um, mental authority sounds like exactly as it is that's all about observing so you know that's that's kind of like the only um the only authority that really does access their their mind's power um they'll still be like mechanics working in the rest of their chart, but it's really about the way that they observe things and how their take is on it and if that's something that they want to do or not want to do. And then lastly, of course, there's no inner author- no inner authority, which is for our beautiful reflectors. 
they need to allow the world to give them the answer in the next 28 days. So they might not have to wait that full 28 day cycle. It might be like, you know, day 15 and they've found clarity on it, but they do sort of, the world will sort of give them their answer by the way that they are absorbing their energy and the way they're reflecting it back out and they'll make their decision from that. So interesting. It's, I love hearing about everyone else's because I know a decent amount about my chart, but I really don't know much about other people. So thank you for sharing that. So how do we implement this into our daily life? Great question. So after you kind of grasp those main aspects of your chart, we also have um, your profile as well, which is, you know, like two numbers with like a slash in between them when you can generate your chart. Mm -hmm. And those two numbers mean different things. So the first number means more, um, it's like your personality trait. So how you sort of see yourself. Um, And the second number can be how people are more viewing you. Now, those two numbers are still who you are, but it's about embracing those the aspects of both of those numbers and understanding that like if you feel a bit misunderstood it's because they the outside world is kind of viewing you as the characteristics of that second number so there's so many elements to your chart obviously your energy type your strategy your authority your profile um and all the other elements you know the channels and gates within your chart obviously they um once you get a reading they make a lot more sense um but really to be able to implement that into your life Firstly, starts with understanding, understanding what that means, um, you know, mm-hmm. how to embrace your energy type. I think a lot about um, human design is rediscovering who you were designed to be. And then so there might be a lot of deconditioning that you need to do around s- certain things, you know. Um, like I mentioned to you before, you know, for me having an emotional authority, I really had to practice my my boundaries in saying, you know, instead of saying yes straight away to something, saying, you know, can I let you know closer to the day or can I let you know how I feel on the day? I've even um, let my workplace know that that's how I best operate. That was a massive step for me. So informing other people, hey, when you ask me to do something, I need you to encourage me to not answer straight away. And it's absolutely okay to do that, right? While you're going through this journey of human design and rediscovering, you know, how you were actually designed to operate, once you learn these aha moments, it's like inform the loved ones around you. Hey, this is something I'm trying out. You know, maybe your partner might think you're a bit crazy. I've literally just trained my husband to understand this about myself and, you know, let him understand more about his chart. But informing the people around you, like, this is how I'm going to try and do things from now on. I'd really love your support in this. Um, and I guess, you know, the more knowledge is power. So the more you sort of know about your chart and the more you know, Um, about how you operate it kind of just starts to like naturally sift into the way that you live your life and as you kind of transition from that if you have been living out of alignment for a long time it might feel a bit like uncharted waters you might feel like where am I like people don't understand me anymore but you know you're just transforming into the new you and the right people will kind of um, I guess support that within you does that make sense (laughs) absolutely That does. And I know I've looked up a couple of my friends or my partner's um, chart, like Kyle, he's a generator. And I think my mom is a projector. I've looked up a couple people in my life, their charts, and it's so interesting. And it helps me understand them a little bit better, even just knowing the basics. So how would you say like it's helped you to know your chart? Obviously, you mentioned work, but what else Mm. outside of that? 
I feel like human design has, you know, really transformed my life in a way that, like I said at the start of the podcast, you know, I was so lost and I was so giving away my power and people pleasing and um, really just like not understanding why I was the way that I was. You know, I'd been told in my lifetime, like, you're too much, you're too much energy, you're too spiritual, you're too loud, you're too too much, too much, too much, right? Which basically what that translates yeah. to is you need to be less than. And I kind of got to this yeah. point where I'm like, well, why would I want to be less than who I am? That doesn't seem like a very, you know, good use of my time and my energy. Like I'm here to shine as the rest of us are. So when I kind of went down the rabbit hole of human design, it really felt like a permission slip to actually just be who I was always designed to be. Um, it helped me to understand you know, the ways that I was feeling um, like a people pleaser is because I was saying yes to everything without really feeling into whether I wanted to do that thing or not. So understanding my emotional authority has been amazing. Um, I used to always ask for permission for things. I used to be like, hey, I was going to do this thing. Like, do you think that's a good idea? I'm a manifester. Mm -hmm. I just need to inform you that this is what I'm doing. And if you want to come on board, then that's great. If you don't, then that's also great. It's not you're not rejecting me. It's just that's not in alignment with you, which is absolutely perfect. So I feel like human design has just really helped bring me back to who I am meant to be. Um, it's not like the be all and end all. I want to make that clear. It's not like this dogmatic system where you're a manifesting generator, you're a manifester. These are the elements of your chart and you can't steer away from those things because that's not what it's about. It doesn't need to be so like structured and, um, you know, like set in stone. It's basically a tool. It's just another tool yeah. for your, your tool belt in self-discovery and how you can, you know, rediscover who you are. There's so many different beautiful modalities out there that, you know, would have a really lovely relationship with human design. Like they really complement each other. Um, so I wanted to make that clear as well that when you come and have a human design reading, it's not me telling you who you are. Nobody can do that. Um, all I'm aiming to do when I do my readings is to help bring you back to those key elements that are within your chart to help you live in more alignment and to help you find acceptance for yourself. Um, there's a lot of unlearning that happens within human design, a lot of deconditioning, and that in itself is a journey, but a beautiful one because, you know, I think at the core basic human needs, we just want to feel seen and heard and accepted by ourselves. And, you know, if human design can help you do that, then, you know, I've done my job. Absolutely. And guys, I have had a reading done by Lauren and it is so much fun. And I love the concept of it being a permission slip especially as a manifesting generator at mm -hmm. times I feel like I'm a little crazy or wanting to pivot and not understanding why I want to pivot or because it goes typically goes against societal norms a little bit and so when I got my chart I was like oh, this makes sense like especially it was interesting I know we've talked about why someone should know their information why they should get a reading but I was looking back like and we talked about it in my reading at times I was living my design and I didn't even know I was living my design because I didn't know what human design was, right? So, but when I was, that's when things really worked out the best. So for me, especially um, being a sacral defined and like when I go with my gut intuition, things tend to work out. Now, to clarify, that doesn't always mean it's easy, but it means it's 
benefited mm-hmm. my life in some way, or I've learned a lesson. You know, I've moved across the country multiple times based on gut intuition alone and not necessarily being at that location before, but knowing that, you know, I really think this is the move I need to make. And then doing that, and it's really brought me different lessons, and it's been really beautiful. So I remember when I left our reading, I was so excited because it was like a big weight off my shoulders almost, a feeling like I have permission to live this life that I've been wanting to live and that I have felt called to live, but that I was a little scared to live, if that makes sense. And that's where I don't Mm. want people to see this as like a constraint or something that is going to put you in a box because I don't think that it's meant to put you in a box. It's just meant to help you understand maybe the cues that you get in your life a little bit better and to understand yourself better and to be able to then utilize that to your advantage, honestly. I mean, this sounds so small, but one of the biggest ways like for manifesting generators liking to pivot that I've allowed myself to pivot is I was the person that if I started a book, I would finish the book. And I've started to give myself permission Mm. where if I'm starting a book and I don't like it and I'm not feeling it, it's okay to stop the book (laughs) and start something else. And it sounds so dumb, but I think something we talked about in my reading was just how there's not necessarily going to be an obvious end so that if you're feeling the need to pivot, maybe the lesson has been done for you and I may not be explaining it well, but you know, if you're feeling called to pivot, that may mean that your lesson within that constrainer, within that um, dimension of your life might just be come to completion, even if the outside world doesn't see it as complete. So it's just really, it's a beautiful way to get to know yourself better. So I definitely recommend y'all learning about your human design. And if you want more information, reaching out to Lauren um, to get a personal reading done because yeah, I was someone that I did and I had talked to her about it quite a bit before we got the reading um, because I Googled, you know, I read some stuff. I listened to some podcasts about it, but it's really cool to talk to someone one-on-one and to learn more. And I'm excited to do another one and learn more about the channels and the gates and more in depth because these can be very in-depth, guys. Like, there is a lot of information. And the first one, I think, really gives you... You get a lot of information, but you still get just the basics that you need to know to go forward. Especially, I thought the profile was really interesting and learning about the profile. Because the profile specifically was when I was like, okay, so what I feel called to do is basically what I'm meant to do. That's awesome. And that made me feel like a huge load off my chest which was great. So Lauren, if someone is interested in getting a reading, how can they reach out to you? Where would, what's the best place to go about it? Yeah. Amazing. First of all, that was such a beautiful little um, rendition of what you gained from your reading. And I think as well, like thinking of human design as just a language that you can use that helps you better understand who you are as well. Like you said, you already had this inner knowing. You already were living life by your design and didn't realize it. You know when you live in flow. And that is literally why I named my business Living in Flow. Um, So you can find me um, on Instagram at lauren.livinginflow. There's a link in the bio there. You can go through there to book your reading. And if you have any questions, please just reach out to me. I love human design so much. I could talk about it all day long. Um, I love what it's been able to give me, which is just so much more acceptance for myself, but I get so lit up when I'm able to facilitate that for other people 
Um, so yeah, come and find me there and um, yeah, we can dive into your chart. Perfect. Thank you so much for making the time, Lauren, especially being across the world over at the Gold Coast. I hope that it's a beautiful day there. Are you guys in the winter right now? <laughs> is that correct? We are in winter and it You're is free. I mean, look, it's cold. It's cold <laughs> for us. Um, yeah. It got down to five degrees Celsius last night. So that's pretty cold for the Gold Coast. Like we literally live yeah. near the beach, which is, you know, yeah. it shouldn't be that cold. But in like the mountains and stuff, it's, you know, it's getting into the minuses. So we're definitely oh, getting a bit of a cold snap here. Yeah. Well, bundle up and thank you so much for taking the time. And y'all go check out Lauren's Instagram, get yourself a reading, learn more about your human design. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you and for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for resources that I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find me at Instagram at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at Erica Vishkalis. I always love hearing from you. So leave a comment, leave a review, shoot me a DM. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about. And don't forget to tag me if you share the episode with your friends or with your family or on your story. If you want to hear more empowering content, then make sure to hit subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when our next episode drops. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.